Today's episode is going to be all about hips. If you got a little bit of pain in your hips, maybe even leaks to your lower back, feeling it a little bit in your hip flexors, mini bands can be a pretty good tool that you can stuff in your bag and you can move through three specific exercises that can increase your blood flow a lot and definitely give you some more range of motion. The more that you unlock that area, getting more range of motion, the better your hips are going to feel. So let's get into it. The first exercise is going to be a simple glute walk. Everybody loves them. Everybody loves the glute walks. <laughs> so what you're going to do is grab one of those bands and you're going to get in a nice athletic stance with your feet straight. We don't want them facing outwards like a pirouette squat. We don't want them pigeon toed inwards. You want to have your feet nice and straight. And a glute walk is very simple. Chest up, head up, and you're going to move from side to side. Give yourself about 8 to 12 feet moving side to side, taking little bitty baby steps. We want to have a nice wide base though. Don't click your heels together. Keep them nice and wide and step slowly. You can so, add some resistance if you want, um, but if you, you choose something about in the middle of the road, if you're a grown adult, that'll be a good place to start. Now, how low do you want to go? I know you want to stay into the resistance by squatting a little bit. So Yeah, we use these type of exercises with any older adults that have a lot of hip tension and some pain in their lower back to kind of loosen up the joints. And when you're doing that, when you think in that older demographic, it's not like a low, low squat. You're not sitting in a super low athletic stance trying to move. You just want to engage the hips. So you kind of kick your butt back a little bit, have the weight in the balls of your feet. You want a little bit of a bend to the knee, but nothing too crazy. You don't have to get really, really low for this. Cover a little bit about when you say hips and hip flexors. So... It says hip in it, but that's they're a little bit different. Yeah, so when you're doing the glute walk, or I guess to answer your question specifically first, your hip flexor is on the front side of your hips. So whenever that gets really tight, sometimes it gives you a little bit of a muscle imbalance, and you kind of start to get something off to the side of your body as well. A super tight hip flexor can also lead to that pain on the side of your hip. And when you start stretching and strengthening those, most of the time resistance bands, why they shine is because it can increase blood flow flow to the area and stretch the joint while going through full range of motion. So that second exercise that I was going to mention kind of targets that you're going to stand in an upright position and just put the mini band on the top of your foot and then underneath the other one. You're going to raise that knee up as high as you can and you'll just have that band over your foot and then you're going to move through some repetitions, something like eight to 10 reps. Then you're going to switch which foot's doing it three to four sets would be great. But what you're doing, again, we're just trying to warm up the whole area, and then we're going to get into a couple stretches at the end that are going to kind of unlock the whole area. Okay, so the knee up is more for the hip flexor, and then the glute walk is more for the hips. Yeah, glute walk is going to be towards the back side of the hips. You're going to feel it in your glutes big time. I mean, that hence the name glute <laughs> walk. But I tell you, a lot of people do that one wrong. The, the first exercise, when you're going through the glute walks, make sure you keep your feet nice and wide, and yes, you your butt is going to be on fire. But that's what we want. We want to really try to get everything super, super filled with blood, lots of motion moving through those joints. So then when we do those stretches at the end, it's going to make a big difference. So if you are feeling a little bit too much burning, you can sort of ease and stand up a little bit. Or less resistance. It. Right. Yeah, or use less resistance. The infinity bands that we offer, there's seven sets of them. So you can kind of move up and down, uh, move down the tree a little bit if, if it's too intense, for sure. Now, the third exercise is going to be, once again, this is very stationary, very easy. We're kind of going under the impression that you are awfully tight. Your hips are locked up. You've got tension in your low back. So this exercise, you're going to find a pole or uh, a tabletop. 
even a door on a handle or a handle on a door so that you can sit very upright. And you're just simply going to have the infinity band around your ankles and you're going to raise your foot up behind your body. Now the key is to not bend at the hip and in the low back. So you don't want your body in this bent position where you're kind of hyperextending everything. You almost want to lock in your core, squeeze your abs, keep everything nice and tight, and then just let that flare happen. You're going to go straight out the back, and I'll put in a little bit of video clips here so that we can see so the exercise. So you're going to keep the legs straight. Yes, you'll keep the legs straight. Yeah, no curling, nothing like that. You're going to go straight out the back. And once again, that's going to be through your glute, a little hamstring. And then if you've got tension in your low back, you're going to feel that whole area warm up. So should I flex my foot or should I extend the toe? Uh, so the, the infinity band will be around the back side of your ankle and you'll be standing on it or you can put it around the front ankle as well. Whichever method works for you. Sometimes I stand on it. Other times, you know, you can just wrap it around your ankle, but it's not a large range of motion. You're not really trying to kick that thing up to where it makes your chest drop. You're simply raising it out nice and slow and getting some blood flow about 10 to 12 repetitions, then do the other side three so, or four so sets. So that's more of a, I call it a pulse. Yeah, you're not, you're yeah. Not going way back. Great word to describe that. Yeah, okay. that range of motion is going to be relatively small. The infinity bands will max out probably at that range where you need to be anyway. So am fine. I, am I doing more of a like an interval or am I doing just sets and reps? Uh, most of the with these specific with the circumstances that we're given in this video is you've got a really tight set of hips, your low back's feeling a little bit of tension. You might even have some outside hip pain. These specific exercises, we're not going to get too crazy. You're going to do maybe 8 to 12 repetitions, do them 3 or 4 sets, and then move to the next exercise. An alternative to that would be do each one of them more in a circuit format and then just complete the whole circuit three times. Should I start with... Any specific one of those three? No, that, that helped me better if I had tight glutes or tight no. hips. No, that one doesn't matter specifically. If I had it my way, I would do glute walks. I would do the order that we've discussed: okay. the the hip flexor raise and then the the little flare out the back. But when you get done with this, now we're going to get into a couple stretches. You've created a whole lot of blood flow. Now we're ready to get into some more range of motion. The first thing you want to do is we've got to get the glutes and the hip flexors to relax. So first we're going to focus on the hamstring and target the bottom side of the glutes. So you're going to walk over to a stool or something about belt height. If you can't get your foot up to belt height, then lower it down just a little bit. But what you're going to do is you're going to stand extremely vertical extremely vertical, keep your abs nice and tight, and you're going to put your heel on that. And when you do that, you're going to keep your chest up and then you're going to move from your belly button. I know that sounds a little silly, but if you put your belly button towards your thigh, you'll find that your hamstring stretches in seconds. It's, it's almost nearly immediate. Most people bend over towards the top side. They bend all the way down. It's easy. Oh yeah, I'm flexible. I can touch my toe. It's there. No problem. They twist a little bit. There it is. Well, let me tell you, if you put your toe up and you close that chain and you really keep a nice upright back and put your belly button really kind of shift with the bottom part of your, your core, you're going to be tight, 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 tight. So do that on both sides, a nice 20 second hold. And you'll find that you're extremely, you've got a lot of tension there. So let's do that first. Second, you're going to get on the floor. And if you're really tight, you're going to use the edge of a couch. You're going to butt yourself up against the edge of a couch or if you're in a home gym or something like that, you can always use a, a bench. You're going to put your foot up on top and you're going to curl the other one over. That's going to be a really good glute stretch that we're going to finish out that chain. Hamstring glute. 
do that on both sides. If you're a little bit more advanced, you can roll over farther, but it's pretty easy just to use that ledge to give you some more tension. After that, most of these, this is not long. This is a very quick process. You could move through this whole entire thing within 10 or 15 minutes. If you've got tension in a specific area, well, guess what? You're like the rest of us. Get on the rehab train. This is what you're doing a couple times a week now, right? After you get your glutes nice and stretched, now we're going to do a bit of a low back stretch. What I want you to do is uh, find something like a towel or something a little bit rigid, a belt. And what you're going to do is you'll wrap it around the support beam in your house, um, a two by four held onto something, a shelf that's super sturdy, something that you can pull on. I'm sure everyone's got one of those at the house. If not, walk out back. You probably got a tree somewhere. Wrap that around that, and what you're going to do is you're going to have it at a nice low setting, okay, about knee height, thigh height, and then you're going to lean way away from it, and you'll feel your spine slowly stretch on the bottom half. The lower you can drop your chest, the more you'll feel it in the lower part so of your I'm, back. So I'm leaning forward and then sort of... Yeah, it's almost like you want to be like at an L, and then you're pulling away from it. Okay. You don't want to curl the back. We don't want this kind of a thing going on. You're really trying to lay it over and then with the tension in your hands, slightly nice and easy pull back. And now do this for three or four weeks. You're going to try to be very consistent with it. And I promise you, the more that you're doing those things, you're going to start feeling that the blood flow from the resistance bands helps these stretches give you more range of motion. Now, don't forget, we've also got the hip flexor. The best way to stretch your hip flexor is not just a static stretch. I tell you what, if you put your arms in some kind of assistance, if you don't have this, first I'll give you this version, and then if you don't have something like this, I'll give you a second one. The first one is, it's really great if you have a suspension trainer, like the Duo, or something that you can put your arms in to take a little bit of load off your body. And what I mean by that is... Your hip flexors are very, very tight, and your knees are also a little weak, right? As you get to those ages where you've got tight hips, or if you've had some kind of an injury, all the load going into your hips, it's too much. It's too much for your hip flexor. It's too much for your knee. So what, what you do is you stick your arms through the suspension straps, and you take a little bit of load off, and then you're going to do an extremely lengthened split squat and put all the weight towards the front of your body, and it's going to be in the ball of your foot and the ball of your back foot. If you sit in an extreme upright position, it'll stretch your hip flexor better than you've ever felt before. And because you have a little bit of assistance holding some of your mass, it's very doable. Now, are you going to go into that with that sort of a, the pulse or are you going? No, I just go in and, you, and no, you just so you're going to go right in, in and just a static more well, into the static position. Well, I should say the the first one, yeah, you're probably going to ease into it nice and easy by, you know, stand up after a couple seconds. The second one ease into it a little bit farther depending on the tension level in your hips. The third one, you should really be able to stretch it out. You should be rolled up over your knee. You should have weight in the ball of your front foot and you should have weight in the ball of your second or your back foot. And let me be clear, the weight on your back foot is what will load your hip flexor. If you leave all the weight in your body and your arms holding some of your weight and the front of your foot, it's not near as intense of a stretch for your rear hip flexor. If you center your mass, you take a little load off with your arms and you center your mass on that front foot and your back foot, you'll feel that your hips are being stretched more than you've probably ever felt. And you might not, <laughs> you might so not like it. You're trying to take 
to go in sort of forward and backward, right? Is that Yeah, so it's it's a it's a front loaded split squat and yeah. then you're when you sink down, you're gonna feel that just the amount of tension going through there or the stretch potential is far greater than any other version of a hip flexor stretch that I've ever felt doing this for decades. So now when that knee goes over the toe and the leg comes back, you're getting a, that's a really good stretch. Yeah, but the assistance is nearly key. You know, if, if yes. you if you don't have some assistance, it's very difficult to get in that depth. But I highly recommend if you have tight hip flexors, if you have tight hips, you got pain on the outside, you have got to get some assistance upwards. Take a little mass out of your body. Can I do that maybe with a wall or just a mm, table? Uh, yeah, or where, you, do, where do I want that? Well, if you had two, assistance. yeah, if, if you, you had, had two, two. yeah, okay. if you had two really sturdy, you probably could. Uh, so you only, really want something sort of up here. Yeah, because if it's if it's a little bit higher, what I find is it's very easy to put my weight just down, just, just kind of relax. Yeah, okay. it's it's very easy. I like to put the strap on my forearms, and because it's hovered over my head, I can spread my arms out a little bit, get a little less assistance. I can be here really easily. I think if you had two stools, you could probably get it done. The problem mm-hmm. would be is you know when you get to a certain point. It's you're, as, you're as just deep going as up. You can go. Yeah. You right. Can't get any so further. that kind of a method, if you have tension there, or when I have a lot of tension in my hips, that is my go-to, and the assistance is key to even be able to get into that. As you get a little bit looser, you can do that stretch without the assistance. But let me tell you, if you're really lengthening it out, it's kind of a difficult position to get into without a, a little bit of stability. Well, you're going to lose your balance. Right. So. And then the second version of that, if you don't have assistance and want something relatively easy to do, is you'll have a get a bench or the side of a couch. And what you're going to do is roll your back foot up against the couch. So it's almost like if you were wearing shoes, your shoelaces would be on the couch. Please take off your shoes. You don't want to get your couch all dirty. Oh, Put your shoes that? up there, right? And then you're going to drive your knee back. So you're kind of almost in a pinched position. Does that make sense? Yeah. I'm, yeah. So I'm yep. okay. Okay, I got it. I think. Yeah, so you'll be in a, a very loaded pinch position up front. You'll and the reason for this is you want to get out of your knee. If you do a normal hip flexor stretch, I tell you the one thing I always hated about hip flexor stretches is what do you do? You go down on one knee, you put your other leg out in front of you, and you slide your hips forward. I can't even stretch my hip flexor because my kneecap hurts so bad. I don't care how much cushion I have under there. My knee does not like that position where that load hits my kneecap. So this version where you actually wrap your foot up under you like that, you roll past the kneecap and you're sitting on the the head of your quad. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Rather than the load sitting on the very tip of your kneecap, it moves into your quad, makes it feel way better. So that is essential to this. Don't, Don't slouch off on that part of it because it'll take all the load out of your kneecap. And now the stretch portion You'll have your other foot out a little bit of ways, and we'll we'll have some video footage for you to refer to. If you're just listening, be sure you watch this because it's kind of an interesting stretch position to get into. But what you'll do is you'll sit up a little bit. First, you want to lay down on your hands so you can get in the position, get that foot up behind you. And then as you sit up, you're going to feel more and more of a stretch in your hip flexor. If you're like me, the first time you ever do this, you can barely even sit upright. So kind of lounge onto the side until you start feeling that tension release a little bit, and then you can get up in an upright position. Maybe not even in the first week, maybe not even the second week, will you be able to truly sit up in a very great position. But if you're bare minimum base level stretching, getting off your kneecap is a game changer because it allows you to stretch your hip flexor. You know, when I get up there, then I'm, 
I'm holding that again, right? I'm in a static position. Yeah, you'll hold that static position and it'll probably, you know, this one will be a little bit longer only because it'll take you a second to truly get into the stretch. After you get your foot up there on the couch or the bench and then you get your other one set up, you're probably going to be there 30 or 40 seconds trying to really get the hips in the right spot, get out of the kneecap, sit up a little bit. Oh, now I'm stretching. Now it begins. So probably by the time you're putting your foot up there to the end, maybe 40, 45 seconds is perfect. And how many times should I do that? Uh, Generally, I do a really, really thorough deep stretch and then I move to the other leg and then I'm done with that in a day. I've kind of have a variety of exercises now that I'm doing nearly every day as a rehab protocol, trying to keep this body together as I'm, you know, doing painful, painful, (laughs) painful, painful action sports right now. So, you know, uh, I think that if, if you do this and you sort of put this whole program together, you just feel you're going to feel better. Everything that you're going to do is a little bit easier, a little bit more fun. Yeah. So the, the infinity bands themselves, those little bitty mini bands, they come in a set of seven. So you've got different resistance levels to use and, and it shouldn't take you very long to get through this from beginning to end. If you start and you kind of move through it, you're talking maybe 10 or 12 minutes, but use the bands first to get everything nice and heated up. It's similar to a, a backpedal method or other types of cardiovascular moves. You know, hey, get on the elliptical before you uh, lift your weights, you know, get you five or seven minutes. Same kind of concept. Use some really light resistance resistance, move through those three exercises, get the joints ready to rock. And then your stretching is what's really going to help the tightness in your hips go away. Well, when if you're, this is going to give you an opportunity to do this, maybe while you're watching TV, while you're doing some other things, oh, sure. so you could sneak that in. Yeah, the, these specific exercises are very easy to do in front of the television. I, I feel like, you know. This may if, be where you invented this, yeah, right? If, it, well, if, <laughs> it, yeah, if you feel like, if you could do this in front of the television, then I feel like it's pretty doable. So make sure that you've got to execute. If you've got tightness, if you've got pain, if you're just sitting around whining about it, it's never going to go away. So, Well, you can get up. If you ever get up, move around and go, oh, boy, this isn't going to be good here. I tell you what, once you start doing this, you'll feel so much better. Yeah, the Infinity Bands, are they're super affordable. If you need a set, head to kbandstraining.com. You can get you a set of Infinity Bands or, or any other items that we discuss in these videos and kind of help you out. And, you know, get that pain to go away.